and welcome back to Mining Stock Daily with me, Paul Harris. Today we're talking about exploration in Alaska, and for that I'm joined by Tony Reader, President and CEO of Tectonic Metals. Good afternoon, Tony. How are you today? I'm really good. How are you, Paul? I'm very well, thank you. Um, now, interesting to catch up. I've got a lot to ask about Alaska. Um, you're, you're fundraising at the moment. You're currently raising about 3 million Canadian uh, in a sort of private placement. And you've had the sort of good news that uh, one of your largest shareholders, Doyen, which is uh, an Alaska native regional corporation, they're continuing to support uh, the company. They're going to participate in this, uh, this financing as well. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the financing and the relationship you have with Doyon, please? Yeah, for, for, for sure. So maybe I'll start with, uh, with Doyon. They are a Alaska native corporation. And actually this year marks the 50, 50th anniversary of the Alaska Native Settlements Act, Claim Settlement Act. It's called ANSA, the abbreviation there. And it also marks the 50th anniversary of Doyon, the formation of this entity. So uh, many uh, Native corporations, I think about 13 were formed as part of the Settlements Act. And Doyon is actually the, the largest private landholder in the state of Alaska and one of the largest in the United States. Their, their land holdings are about the size of France. And like other native corporations, they selected their land primarily based on mineral prospectivity. So they recognize that resources are important and also critical to the economic development of the native corporation and their citizens. It's actually quite fascinating when the native corporations were formed that they actually have, have, actually have a revenue sharing agreement. So for every dollar you make, 70 cents of it is shared amongst the other native corporations. And there's successful examples of this in the mining space. One of the most prolific notable examples is the Red Dog Mine, which is one of the largest zinc mines in the world, and that's owned and operated by tech. So our event, our move into Alaska was predicated on working directly with the native corporations. We believe it's a much more streamlined, efficient process. Alignment starts on day one, not at say the feasibility stage, which is the case with many other jurisdictions. And our working relationship with Doyon has led to several project agreements and also to the question at hand, Doyon was very much impressed with how we uh, conducted ourselves on the field and corporately that they decided to become our largest shareholder. And that decision was made initially in 2020 um, at a 25% premium to market. They came in at a 22% ownership and they have been maintaining that ownership level um, over the years and hence their involvement on this um, on this financing. So it, it's quite interesting and I'm quite honored and, and humbled by this gesture because it's, it's native capital is being utilized for us to explore on their traditional territory. And that, that is an honor and it is a vote of confidence that we have the means and wherewithal to, to execute. Thank you, Tony. Um, I want to dig in a little bit deeper, if I may, into what the the native regional corporations do, because uh, in addition to being the sort of landowner, in addition to providing finance for you, um, they're, they're in this, seem to be in this for the long run, that they want the, the jobs and the wealth that a mining project can generate. But, uh, you know, what, what other sort of activities do they get involved with that could potentially benefit the company going forward? 
Well, well um, as far as, you know, they recognize that, you know, we're the explorer, you know, they're the native corporation. So they, they don't necessarily, they have, you know, some, some they, have, they have geological talent and knowledge and wherewithal um, regarding their, their land. So, you know, they, they help in that as far as presenting opportunities, but, you know, we have a, a pipeline of, of land in front of us that we could potentially tap into because of our relationship with them. Um, you know, you mentioned jobs. Well, that's only one element. Uh, we've actually formed these full-scale production agreements on these discovery stage projects, and they incorporate like preferential hiring. We donate annually to the their nonprofit organization. So there, there's a ripple effect um, amongst the local communities and the corporations where this um, this agreement or this relationship can really really bear fruit. And at, at the tail end of it. You know, we're all pulling on that one lever, which is to find a mine. And so that will definitely create economic uh, opportunity for um, their shareholders and for us. Okay. Um, now, as, as and when, you know, you, you, hopefully you get forward to finding a good deposit that's economic to, to turn into a mine or become a mine. And, you mm-hmm. know, looking way ahead into the sort of permitting process, um, can this relationship with the Alaska Native Regional Corporation, it, to, to what extent is, is that a sort of a benefit or, or are they an ally with you through the, you know, eventual permitting process? Well, I, I would like to think uh, allies is, a, is, is more appropriate, you know, again, looking at the sort of the traditional model of explorers where they, you know, initiate exploration on land, maybe they gauge early, maybe they gauge later on. Um, but we've, we've set the stage as part of the acquisition of a project where we're aligning our interests and saying we're going forward together. So um, they hold us to high standards, just like the, the regulators or the permitting organizations that, you know, we have to, we have to adhere to environmental audits, uh, you know, due diligence work on, on that front and, you know, how we're going to sort of d- explore and then potentially develop a mine. So they're, they're right with us un, unraveling all of that. And then when we put forward a proposal for permits and that sort of thing, you know, we have their stamp or seal of approval. And I would like to think that resonates differently than a company going at it alone and then seeking support from say the local first name, the local indigenous group or local native, native uh, village or corporation. So I definitely see it as an ally because everything we do, we're doing it together from day one going forward, whether that's speaking to the local uh, shareholders in, in the local village, you know, say a village of 100 or 200 people, or when we go to meet with the, permit, the, the, the permitting outfits, they're supporting us because they also audit our work and say, okay, this is in alignment with how we want it to be done. Let's now put things forward. And when we hear exploration companies or projects getting derailed in the permitting process, I ask myself, you know, did they meet on day one? Are they shareholders in the company? Would this look differently if they formed a production agreement? And when I say production, it's all encompassing on day one. And, you know, again, my, my answer to that is I, I strongly believe it does. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Now, um, the permitting process is going to be a you know a few years into the future for you. So let's mm. talk about that. You know you're raising three million dollars Canadian mm. now. Um, you've got a large land project uh, package. You've got the sort of Tibbs Flat and seventy mile projects. Uh, what, what's the the work program? What are you going to be using this money for? Yeah, yes. Yeah. So you know, with all of our capital raises, most of the money goes into the ground, and it's designed to create value. 
you know, we can't guarantee what Mother Nature will deliver, but what we can guarantee is that we're going to put our best for, for best foot forward. We're going to delineate what we believe the best drill targets that can unfold into a significant gold discovery. That's why our projects, and that's why we focus on the discovery stage. Yes, we've made drill successes um, on the past on some of those projects that you, you mentioned there. We now have, for example, at our TIPS property, which is near the producing Pogo mine owned and operated by Northern Star Resources. You know, the preparatory work, which included geophysics, soil sampling, uh, structural studies, liniment analysis, and some drilling has now led to a new interpretation at one of the key zones where we've drilled six grams over 29 meters. And we're now going to be testing that in a different orientation because we believe we found the feeding or controlling high grade structure. And when I say high grade, we're talking 10 grams all the way up to 104 grams where we have a dozen plus intercepts manifesting itself in that very rich high grade nature. The other project that we want to drill is called 70 mile. It's a greenstone belt. Again, similar to Tibbs, all that preparatory work has now led to the culmination of what we believe to be the controlling or the feeding shear or uh, a geological structure that's feeding all the tension veins that have been found in historical drilling. And the tension veins are carrying up to 180 grams per ton at 70 mile. So <clears throat> we're gonna test this for the first time ever in the history of this project, a brand new, uh, what we believe to be the controlling shear zone. And then speaking to flat, this is our, our newest acquisition. It's in the shadow of the 45 million ounce Dolanland Gold Deposit that's owned and operated by Barrick and Nova Gold. It has almost all of its permits except for two. Barrick and Nova Gold are spending $60 million this year on that asset. So we went hunting in that mineral belt and lo and behold, we found a project that belongs to our native corporation that has 11,000 meters of historical drilling it has a huge footprint, a four kilometer long golden soil anomaly, other zones of mineralization. We believe there is without a doubt, uh, multi-million ounce potential. So we're actually gonna do a reverse approach, which we believe to be the right approach. And that's metallurgy, which can kill a project or take the project to the next level. Because we, we are highly confident that there's multi-million ounce gold potential there, we're gonna start with metallurgy so we can deliberate what the value or the context of each ounce we find is. And with you know, a heat bleachable opportunity, it has different cost inputs, different energy inputs, different permitting inputs, same with free milling. We believe the project to be free milling and uh, very uh, nominal, let's just say less than half a million dollar exploration slash MET program will unlock millions of dollars on value on that project. So that's the use of the proceeds. You know, our financing is priced at six cents. You get an exposure to a lot of drill activity that could potentially impact the share price and the value behind the company. I mean, it sounds like you're in the luxurious position, Tony. You, you're spoiled for choice of targets and, and good things to high grade things to, to spend your money on. Um, OK, let, let's um, now, instance, uh, let, let's fast forward to the end of the year. Assuming everything goes to plan and you have a bit of luck and Mother Nature um, is kind on you. What would you like to achieve this year? What, what do you, how do you want to end this year? That's a great question. I, I would love to end the year with definitive um, uh, definitive or certainty that our flat project is free milling. We do have two historical tests. So this is hard 
you know, hard data uh, produced by a laboratory, a very respected laboratory that says it's free milling. So we want to elaborate further on that. So, you know, having a much more comprehensive metallurgical uh, data set that supports free milling, uh, that would be a huge accomplishment in, in my eyes. And then secondly, at our TIBS project, you know, I'm, I'm feeling good that we're going to hit some high grade gold. You know, now it comes down to how wide is this new structure? And I would love to see scale. You know, we have the grade, show me scale now. And when I say scale, I see it at surface. There's a kilometer long golden soil anomaly, you know, which, you know, with those grades, it can definitely support uh, an economic deposit. But, you know, we don't we don't know exactly the scale of the structure. And we do think there's potential for more. So, A, you know, something perhaps north of five meters would be great when you're dealing with ounce per ton gold. And then the discovery of new high-grade controlling structures in the same orientation as this one, that would be a huge win. And last but not least, that that greenstone belt called 70 mile, um, you know, having that shear zone come back with a bona fide mineral or gold discovery would be fabulous. Excellent. So we, we are swinging for the fences. That, you know, that that's that's what gets me excited is that we're actually, you know, our, our ice skates, if I use the hockey analogy for fellow Canadians, or, or Americans for that matter that follow hockey, you know, they're, we have the skates on and we're on the ice. So we, you know, you can't score from the, from the stands. Excellent. Okay. Well, talking to that, you know, what are going to be some of the next sort of news, uh, news announcements that you make related to your exploration and the, the metallurgy? When, when can we expect to see some more news from you? So right now we're, we're, you know, we're get, we have all the preparatory work sort of being finalized for the programs this year. Um, we have our helicopter drill secured, we are now um, in, on the cusp of closing the first tranche for our financing that we're currently live on. And the use of proceeds will allow us to then announce a drill program kicking off probably by the end of June, third to fourth week in June, Drills, the drill will be turning. And so you can expect closing the financing, drill program starting, and then we're at the mercy of the labs as far as when we get assay results back. Last year, that was a big challenge um i'm hoping this year will be better but uh, that could be sort of follow-up and then after that would be announcement of the additional programs that i mentioned earlier so uh, it'll, it'll definitely be a busy summer excellent well i look forward to hearing more about that as things progress tectonic metals trades on the tsxv under t-e-c-t and on the otcqb under t-e-t-o-f tony reader president and ceo thank you very much for joining us this afternoon Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. And that's all from me, Paul Harris. Join us for more from Mining Stock Daily soon.